Hello, welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to discuss watch who's in your air. Watch who's in your air. When you build your friendships, when you have your romantic partners, when you even decide to have children, they are all at some point in your life going to be advisors. So you got to make sure that you can trust them blindly. You got to make sure you can trust them to be in your best interest. That's why we say, when dealing with accountable and healthy relationships, you must watch who's in your ear. You must build these connections based on their ability to give you advice, give you sound advice, and fully understand you so they can advise you the best way they can to benefit your circumstance. But watch who's in your ear. Don't let outside factors destroy the relationships within. All right, enjoy. Now, as you know, we are accountable relationship builders, and the sole goal is to build your villages to make sure you have supportive, healthy, and accountable relationships. And when we have sessions, our goal is to not only build the person and build your principles and your core values, but it's also about building your village and making sure that you have connecting principles and core values around you. You have people that are working on one accord, working towards the same goals, things of that nature. And we're not the big, but we're of this, but we're of that type people, even though threats do exist. We try to focus on the health and the things you can do to find healthy relationships. And if you're focusing on the health of the relationship, then you will in turn know what's unhealthy because anything outside of what you decided to build and to make healthy is going to probably be a threat to your relationship. So We don't have to truly harp on that. We like to try to, you know, keep it positive, keep it focused. But today we're going to discuss, you know, watch who's in your ear. Because when you decide to build or start a partnership with a friend or a romantic partner, the purpose of starting these relationships is built around understanding that they're going to possibly be our closest advisors. They're going to be the people we trust blindly. They're going to be the people that's giving us information we might not have or reinforcing information we do have. They're going to be the people we turn to to advise us through life. Because if we're being honest, life is always throwing things at us, no matter what it is. And sometimes we can get caught in our emotions. Sometimes we get caught in the moment. Sometimes we make bad decisions. We need people in our lives to get us back on track, to keep us focused. So the sole purpose of watching with the people or watching the people who's in your ear is because we got to trust the people around us blindly. You can't second guess them 24-7. That just is overkill. It's counterproductive. And we want to keep moving forward as a unit. So we have to be able to trust them blindly based on who they are and who they're shown to be. So before you let anybody in your world, whether they're a friend or romantic partner, you have to have Be confident in these four principles of watching who's in your ear. You have to first believe that they are going to be in your best interest. You always want people around you that's going to be in your best interest. They have to see the destination. You want people that have the same focus as you when it comes to the relationship. What is your goals? What are the things y'all want to accomplish as a unit? 
making sure that they're not left behind, making sure that y'all see each other flourishing in the roles y'all chose to, you know, have in each other's lives, which brings us to our next one. They have to understand their role and you have to understand your role in their life. It's important to identify roles. We do not serve the same purpose in everybody's life, but there's a reason why this person is getting the title of friend or this person's getting the title of romantic partner. It's because we believe that they're going to enhance our lives in some form of area or some form of fashion. So we have to identify where they benefit us and where we benefit them. So we can actually see why we're in each other's lives. And, you know, you keep the main focus, the main focus. And the last one is, do we enjoy building? Everybody around us must enjoy the process of building. They can't be focused on individual gain all the time. They can't be focused on identity all the time. Are they ready to actually build on something greater than themselves, which is any relationship? Any relationship has to have people who are willing to put in and willing to give their life to make sure they maintain the strength and the health and the accountability within the relationship. So those are the four components you need to have. And let's sit here and break down each component one by one. So we're clear on how to achieve and accomplish and how to maintain these four principles. So let's first start with making sure that somebody's in your best interest. Now, when you have an advisor, which is one of your friends or, you know, which are your friends in your, your circle in your village, you want people that are in your best interest, meaning that they studied you. They understand what you want to accomplish individually, what they want to accomplish as a group. They want they understand who you are, your core values, the things not to cross your boundaries, your pet peeves, things of that nature. And they're advising you based on where you want to go, based on the things you want to accomplish. They're advising you in your best interest, what will give you the best chance to succeed. So they're putting you in the best situation to succeed. And obviously you're going to get different perspectives and different point of views based on who you're speaking with in your circle. But that's the point in having multiple people talking to you or speaking to you or being in your ear. That's the point. So you can actually have variety or different vantage point and several vantage points and actually come to understanding with having all the information provided. But you have to believe that these people want to see you succeed. So many times we're in relationships where we're like coaching people to help us or assist us or we're fighting with the people that are supposed to be our allies. And we don't believe they're in our best interest. We believe they only have self-interest. We start to question why they're in our lives. We start to question, what's the point of them being in our life? Are they just takers? Or are they just giving us? And we got to like encourage them to actually take back. Like We have to question their role in our life, why they're there. A person that's in your best interest, you never have to question them at all because you know all the advice and everything they're advising you on, anytime they're in your life, anytime they serve a purpose in your life, they have you in mind. And when you ask them questions and when you're trying to get to a bottom line or achieve something, they know how to get there based on what you want, based on the things you want to accomplish, based on your moral fiber, based on you know your boundaries, based on how far you're willing to go. They may go further or may be more open to certain things than you are. They have to advise you based on the boundaries and the morals and the faith you have. 
And do they have the capability to do that? Do they see you, the person, when they're advising you? Are they in your best interest? Do they have a vested interest in your success? Meaning when you win, they win. They always feel like they're a part of your successes, as well as a part of your pain. They're able to advise you or work through your pain with you. Now, they're not sympathetic because they don't want you to maintain and stay in that pain. They're going to be empathetic because they want to understand you enough to get you out of the painful experience and get you back on track in a better environment and a more happier state, more joyful state. So their goal is to see where you're coming from, empathy-wise, put, put themselves in your shoes, but still have the capacity to assist you through it. So they're there no matter what. They're there through the good times. They're there through the bad times. But the whole point is to get the best out of you, to challenge you when they need to challenge you, to encourage you when they need to encourage you, and to celebrate you when they need to celebrate you. They understand what it means to be in your best interest because when it's your issue or your problem, they keep you in mind. They don't look at what they would do, where they would come from. I mean, they may pull from their experiences or what they would do. But just to give you an extra understanding of the options out there, but they are, the intention is always to be in your best interest and to see you flourish. They're not jealous. They don't have underlying issues. They don't want to sabotage you. They don't, they're not competing with you. They understand that y'all on the same team. And when each person wins, they win together. So the first thing you want and the first principle you want to be confident about before you let anybody in your world is, does this person have the capacity to be in my best interest for the rest of my life? Are they going to try to bring the best out of me? And a lot of people think best interest is not calling you out, not challenging you. Sometimes not having to embarrass you when you need to get checked right in front of people. No, they're going to be in your best interest. They're going to do what they feel is best to bring the best out of you. So if that means challenging you, that means pushing you, that means pulling you up, anything they have to do to get you to be your best because they understand what it takes to be your best. They understand where you want to go, who you are, and the capacity you have to endure, you know, trials and tribulations. So think about this. Best interest means they want the best out of you. They don't want you average. They don't want you mediocre. They want you at your best on a consistent basis. When they know that you can be at your best consistently, then you become more consistently at your best. So therefore, the relationship flourishes as a whole. So they understand that they're not just doing it for them. I mean, for you, they're doing it for them as well. Because when you're at your best, they're at their best. And you're reciprocating. So just think about it. That's one of the four components you need to be confident about before you let somebody in your world. The next one we're going to discuss is, do they see the same destination? Now, this takes being on the same page as a relationship. We all have individual goals. We all have things we want to accomplish. But when we join relationships, should those accomplishments supersede or take away from our relationships? Should they supersede the goal of being in each other's lives and maintaining and building the village? We tell people the goal and the destination typically, let's say in our group, is maintaining the village. That means putting in. That means when you need and I have, I give. When I need and you have, you give. That means we're always putting ourselves in a position to succeed as a unit, as a group. We never put the individual above the group. 
Meaning we know that the individual is taken care of if the group is flourishing, but not necessarily the group is flourishing when the individual is taken care of. So we have to always weigh out what's going to personally benefit us, what's going to really hurt the relationship. Keep the goal the goal. If the goal is to maintain and build the relationship, then you might have to turn down some personal things or some personal gains to actually make sure that the whole relationship flourishes. Because let's be honest, we live in a world that, or we live in a society that people are always trying to pull you in a direction and telling you that, you know, you need to take less time from your friends and your family and things of that nature and focus on your career and focus on your goals and focus on your individual accolades. But who's there to celebrate with you? Who's there to see you flourish? Who's there to spend time with you? How valuable is your time on earth? Do you want to spend your time isolated, alone, and just chasing the success of this money or success of these accolades without your group, without your team? Remember, when we decide to join a village, there's other people involved. There's other people's emotions, feelings, experiences. There's time that these people want with us while we're on earth. We want to have them fully involved in everything we show up for. So we understand when there's an event, you know, and we have to, we ha- don't have enough tickets. We're always searching to see who has less tickets, who doesn't need as many, who doesn't need all their tickets. So everybody can show up. We're always in that position to want everybody around us when we're flourishing. And we keep the, we keep the goal the goal to strengthen the village, to strengthen our team, to make sure we have the support and standards in place the core values, the things we chose to honor, the agreements. The goal needs to be the goal. And not many people have the capacity to stay focused on what the goal is. Friendship, what the goal is, having a romantic partnership, what the goal is, being a parent. Those things, when we make decisions, those are lifetime decisions. They're not just decisions we should make on the fly, decisions we should make when we're at our best and when we're enjoying the person's company. We have to see them as a whole. We have to have a clear understanding of what they go through, the things they endure, the things they deal with, their past pains and traumas, their future gains, the things that they want out of life. What? How can we assure each other in the present? And how can we create joyful experiences in the present? When you're thinking for a group or you're thinking for a whole or you have a collective mindset, then Yes, you're going to have to now decide whether you want to maintain this individuality and does your individual approach supersede the collective approach. But when we're saying we want to spend time with other people, we're done being teenagers figuring out what we want. Now we understand that we embrace responsibility for other people. So now we're saying we want the title of friendship. We want someone to be responsible for us and we want to be responsible for them. We want to be responsible for their joy. We want to share in their joy. We want to be responsible for their pain. We want to, you know, get them out of their pain. We want to nurse their wounds. We want to keep them on track. If a person falls off the wagon or a person starts to have, you know, sabotaging behaviors or they start having toxic, other toxic relationships, we want to be there to challenge them, to improve, to get better. The focus needs to be the focus. If you hurt the group, you take from the group, you have a setback where you're depressed or sad, you understand that you're not showing up at your best for the group. If you're not going to be motivated for yourself, be motivated for your team. Keep the goal a goal. Watch who's around you. You have to watch who's in your air. 
got to watch who's around you. There are going to be people that come across. Oh, y'all clones. Y'all run in the same circle. Y'all can't go anywhere without each other. You have to have each other. And you know, it's not a have to. You have to understand. You have to understand that there's a difference between codependency and being interconnected. Do you want to be interconnected? Because a lot of people don't have it and a lot of people haven't experienced it. And a lot of people are just figuring out who they are. Nonetheless, now looking at who they are as a unit. So watch who's in your air when it comes to your destination. Make sure that people have a narrow focus. When you sign the agreements, you're just thinking about honoring those agreements. You're focused on making sure those agreements are reality because you strongly believe in those agreements would be the accomplishments, would be the foundation of your relationship. So you always got to keep your eye on the destination. Watch who's in your air. So that's the second one. Keep a village, build a village, and make sure everybody's working on one accord and understand the destination of whatever relationship you decide to be in and whatever title you have. The next one is we need to understand their roles and the roles they have in our life and the roles we have in their life. This is important because when you have random people in your ear, because you're going to run into strangers, coworkers, people that question you. And if you are a celebrity or things of that nature, you have a high standard in your company, you're going to run into press. You're going to run into media. You're going to run into people who question your very, the very fabric of your life. They're going to judge every last move you make without fully understanding the scope of who you are as an individual. Yes, we all have moments in the dark. We all have bad things that we have done. We got to decide if that's what makes us who we are. Because we are a combination of a lot of things. If your motive is to break down or to destroy other people, what is your role in that person's life? You can't have a strong role in that person's life when you're not trying to uplift them with the strengths and the, the strengths you have to propel them and keep them on track and make sure that they're the best they can be. Understand your roles by watching who's in your ear. Your role, if your role in the group is to make sure you keep everybody together, you have a leadership role within the group. Now, they all can be a group of leaders, but within that group, you identified or was identified as the one that has the best moral fiber, has the strongest capacity to keep people together, may be the most charismatic and most representative, the most representative, representative, excuse me, the highest representative in the group. The one that everybody already, when they see the group, they see you. That is a role that's big, that's great, that's strong. You can't use that information or that power or that strength or that influence over other people's lives to now take from them and not give. You have to make sure that you are in the best position to help them, to follow that role, to honor that role. You're taking on all the criticism from the outside, but you're not making sure you're not allowing it to affect the inside. You know why? Because you know you have great people that's in your ear. You know you have great people that's there for you. So you just you just establish that role as the leader. You call them out. You stay consistent. You make sure that you have the hard discussions when you need to have the hard discussions. You know that that's your job. You may be the nurturer. You may be the person that's always nurturing everybody. Always, you know, you have, you're more in touch with how people may feel, how they're taking in stuff, things of that nature. And it could be overwhelming at times. But you know that that role is your strength. You know that you flourish in it. This is the role you decided 
to join and to have. A person may be a person that's nurturing you, a person that's the protector of you, a person that you know you're not as witty or as strong or as, you know, assertive as they are. So you take a step back in areas because you know that they're there to support you. You have that support. Everybody's always telling people to step up in places that they really don't want to step up or don't have the capacity to step up. That's why you have other people in your life, because that person will step up where you're not stepping up. That's why we understand and identify roles. That's why it's important. Can't have everybody speaking at one time. So we have roles and we understand where the other person's strong and they need to be in the front, in the forefront. So it makes a strong group. But you always have people in your ear telling you you need to be better at this and you need to be better at that. But when you have a strong team, you're like, no, this person's already good at this. Why do I need to be as good? I just need to star in my role. I just need to make sure that I bring to the table my strengths and understand my weaknesses, understand when to fall back, understand where this person is this time. It's their time to shine. It's my time to follow. That's what makes a team a team. That's what makes a village a village. So it makes a group of friends a group of friends. That's what makes a romantic partner rom- partnership a romantic partnership. You can't be clashing and battling each other for each other's roles. We have to understand each other's roles. We have to really understand what each other brings to the table. And when you understand each other's roles and when you're working on one accord and when you, you know, you don't just see yourself without seeing them, now you know you arrive. You know you have a village. So you have to fully identify the roles or people are going to pick you apart. It's going to be divide and conquer because other people are going to be in your ear. You're going to allow other people in your ear feeding the side of you that's jealous and envious and, you know, and unfulfilled. You're going to have those people when you actually chose the people that's actually in your life and in your best interest. When you were at your best, when you were thinking clear. When you understood clear guidelines to how y'all was going to build something, when you was dreaming, not when you was beat down, not when you was questioning, not when you was in question or wondering. No, it was when you knew, when you knew you arrived, when you knew this was the person you wanted in your life, when you knew that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with this person, when you knew this person was going to be a great friend. You knew there wasn't no question. And over time, you start questioning it. Why? Because you lost track of the reason they're in your life. You lost track of their role. You started seeing the the bad things that they may have done or the shortcomings over all the things and all the successes and all the strengths they have. Don't lose focus on the role. It's important to have clear, defined roles within each of your relationships. Remember, it takes a little bit of time to really sit down and have these deep discussions about the roles we play. And the roles we think we play and the roles we want and come into agreements on those roles and knowing when we misstep. That's why we apologize, because, you know, you overstepped when you have clear, defined roles. But you're not going to know you overstepped if you don't have clear, defined roles and everything is just willy nilly. So I just want you to think about. it. Have clear, defined roles. Or don't let somebody in your life without a clear, defined role, because if you're overlapping in roles. then you're going to have a issue with one of your, one of your friends you already had in your life. If you add a friend that gives them the same or provides that same role. So just think about it. Define your roles. And the last principle of letting somebody in your world and not letting people in your ear 
is do they enjoy building with you? Do we all enjoy building together? Togetherness is the key. If you are still trying to just identify yourself and have just self-interest, you're not ready to be in a group. You're not ready to be a part of a village, a part of something. You're just ready to visit and leave. You're not ready to dedicate. You're not ready to devote. Togetherness is about devotion. A lot of people sit here and say it's about sacrifice. It's about, you know, compromise. And we always say when you sacrifice or you compromise, the mentality is losing something. It sounds nice. It sounds cute. But when you think about it, who would be the people that will want this sacrifice and compromise? The people that are obviously doing all the harm to the relationship and they still want something in return. They still want you to understand that it takes a sacrifice. We're saying, no, you come to agreements. They're not really sacrificing. You have a clear understanding that you may not get everything you want, but you're going to get everything you need in a relationship. And that's what the agreement is about. The agreement is about consciously seeing what you need over what you just desire and want. And understand that those a part of those agreements will fulfill some of them desires and wants. But it's not your driving force. It's focus on a chain of command. What you need first. What you want second. What you desire third. Because desire is just, you see it quick in the moment. You don't even know if you want it yet. Because it's just appealed to the lust in you. Just appealed to the something instantaneous. A want is something you really thought about. And you really don't need it to survive. You don't need it to live, but you thought about it. You thought about whether you want it or not. And now you're making a conscious decision on, do I get it? But it can't offset your need. You can't get this if you are going to go bankrupt for it, or it's going to affect your financial needs, or it's going to hurt your relationship. It's going to, it's going to be a person you add to your life that's going to take away from your life. That's going to take away from the connection you have with the people that's already in your life. You could want to be friends, but you could see how that friendship doesn't connect with the other friends you have. It's going to cause conflict and turmoil. And you can pick people based on the fact that they connect with your other friends. Whether they connect with you or not, that's the way you could have thought when you were singular. But once you invested time in other people, you have to really think how it all fits as a puzzle. You have to start thinking of the whole, not just the individual. And that's togetherness. Togetherness is the process and the mentality of thinking of yourself as not just a single entity, but as a, a piece to a whole. And you built your whole. When you had that yearning and that missing piece and the people that were strong where you are weak and the people that were able to see where you couldn't see, you had that yearning to have more information, to have more knowledge, to have more, more of an understanding, to share life with somebody, to build a connection with people. And now when you have those people in your life, don't take them for granted because you want to move how you want to move when you want to move it based on how another person is making you feel, based on a connection you may have made. You see it all the time. You see it in every movie, every book, in real life, where people trade the people that's been in their life and the people that have, you know, studied them and learned who they are for the people who present something that they think the other person thinks they want to be. And at the end of the movie, you realize they left alone. This person really didn't have the capacity to maintain a relationship with them. So they want to go back to the other people. But those people have moved on. 
Those people have built the relationship and they don't trust you anymore. You offset the trust. Togetherness. You got to enjoy building together. And once you have a village, you can't just let anybody in. You can't just let anybody come in and destroy that village. You got to watch who's in your ear. You got to watch who's in their ear. You have to watch out for each other because all it takes is a whisper. One whisper. One thought planted. One idea planted in somebody's head. And if it keeps on going and keeps on going and keeps on going, it affects your whole relationship. As we say, our relationships can be the computer. You get one virus and your relationships don't function the same. So you got to protect it with everything you have. You got to watch what's or who's in your ear. You got to watch these things. Because if you don't have the foundation, which is the principles we just discussed, you're not going to be able to identify who's in your ear because it comes so sweet. They come, you know, those people can possibly come giving gifts, bearing gifts, making you feel great. But with those principles, you could identify. You could ask yourself, are they in my best interest? And it may seem so. So you move on. Do they see the destination? Can they see and maintain the destination of friendship for a lifetime, of partnership for a lifetime, staying faithful to what we agree to, renegotiating as such? That's what we're talking about. Can they? And they might, more people might dwindle. Maybe two other people now get it. So now you're asking the next question. What's your role? What role would you play in my life? So this is when it gets more difficult because you're like, I got that person that plays that role. I got this person that plays that role. I got this person that plays that role. You're not auditioning people for the same parts. You already have parts. So now the list starts to dwindle. I don't, what role can I serve in your life? Because you don't have self, you don't have confidence if you can't identify the role you serve. How are you going to be confident in a relationship? How are you going to be confident in yourself when you're around this person? If you don't understand what you bring to their life. So you got to ask them two parts of it. You got to ask yourself two parts of it. And then the last part is, do they, would they enjoy building with me? Do they have the capacity to wake up every day, understand that they are part of something bigger than themselves? Or are they going to be tempted by the individual gain of internalizing, of being different, of I don't want to share. I want to keep secrets. I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. It's tempting. It's tempting. If you see connection and you see a village and you see the responsibility of other people as a prison, it can be tempting. But I want you to see the alternative where you're just using people. You're left alone. You're by yourself. Or you're with a bunch of people and don't recognize because y'all didn't really build the relationships that y'all needed to build. And you're constantly comparing the relationships with the people that were there for you and would have built the relationship with you. So watch who's in your ear. And if you have these four principles and these four components and picking the people that ultimately are going to be your advisors, who ultimately are going to be in your ear, then you can trust what they're saying because they're in your best interest. They understand the definite destination. You play a role in their life. They play a role in your life, a significant role. And y'all enjoy building together. Y'all keep the goal a goal, doing it together. 
staying on path, making sure that y'all are there to death. Y'all are there for each other. Kids, hardships, joys, celebrations, achievements. Everybody's at, in the, at, at the center of all the things that are in your life. So watch who's in your air. Be mindful of who's in your air. Because if you're not, you're going to get rid of great people in your life. You're going to destroy the great relationships in your life. You're going to lose track that your village is your currency. Without your village, it is your foundation. And you're going to let people in your ear that shouldn't be in your ear. And you're going to lose track or go deaf when it comes to the people that should be in your ear. Understand, the purpose of people being in your life is to be your advisors. You have to trust them blindly to do what's best. This has been another Accountable Love podcast. My name is Aziz. All right, enjoy.